This is Issues 2023. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Weston Schartz, head football coach, Cape and Mount Carmel High School in Wichita. Welcome to Issues 2023, Coach. Nice to have you with us. Steve, thanks for asking me. Tell you what, in more than uh, 20 years of hosting this weekly program, I have never interviewed an athletic coach until now. Why do you think that is, Weston? Well, I don't know. Other than the fact I'm I'm a pretty good looking guy, that's probably the reason. That's right. You got uh, we, we're showing a, showing your photo right now on the radio here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd like to talk about your success on the field, and we will. But I also, uh, at some point, go a little deeper on the young people you work with. Uh, let's start with because uh, this is an issue show. We're supposed to do something about uh, uh, pertaining to the issues that are per- that uh, of the people of our listing area. So. Let's start off, though, uh, Weston, with your background. Where where are you from, and what, what schools did you attend when you were growing up? I'm from Wichita, Kansas. I uh, went to Clark Elementary all six years, went to Curtis Middle School all three years, went to Southeast High School uh, all, all three years. So I'm born, raised, and very proud to be a Wichita. What about uh, uh, post-secondary education? Did you go to college then and where was that? Absolutely. I went to a junior college out in Liberal, Kansas, called Seward County. There I played baseball and enjoyed my time there. And then I uh, went to St. Mary of the Plains in Dodge City and played football and baseball and had a great time out there, but good education. So um, spent uh, two years there and then came back home and, and started my first job. But to, uh, what, what years were you in Dodge City? I, 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 I lived there as a child, but what years were you out there? I was there in 81 through 83. Okay, so now uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your parents and your siblings, if you will. Well, um, my mom and dad were both born and raised in Wichita. Uh, My dad worked at Raytheon. It was actually Beach. My mom uh, ran uh, the business college that my grandfather had on on Douglas and uh, Green. It was called Central Business College. So, uh, you know, they made sure that we, you know, had the right things and supported us and never missed games and just were outstanding parents. I, I remember Central Business College. Now, uh, did, I know you've got a brother. Do you not? Yes. Okay. Yeah, i got a brother and a sister. Okay. My brother actually went to Capon and played here with Greg Dryling. They won a couple state championships in basketball and Derek, my brother, went into the business world, and now he's a teacher at Texas State University. And I have a sister named Julie, and and uh, there was uh, five of us, and uh, we all grew up in a two-bedroom house on Drury Lane at Lincoln Woodlawn. I actually had a, the opportunity to work with your brother at uh, Bright Voice. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, I, I did know that. Yes. Now let's take it back a little further. As a child, what did you dream of doing with your life, Weston? What do you think I you had, do? Well, I was going to be a professional baseball player, and they, they just missed me. I don't know what happened. Uh, I guess I wasn't fast enough, strong enough, big enough, couldn't hit the ball. But other than that, I was a pretty good player. But I wanted to be a baseball player. But at, once I realized that wasn't going to happen, probably in the seventh grade, believe it or not, I wanted to be a football coach. I knew all along that I wanted to be involved in sports and, and coaching and young men's lives because I had such great coaches growing up. Uh, I, I had, I never played for a bad coach. Everyone I had taught me something about life or taught me something somewhere. Uh, and I have great memories of my coaches. And I thought, man, what a way to spend a lifetime. 
Well, uh, you told us about it. You know, I, I got to tell you, I had a similar dream of wanting to be a Major League Baseball player. And I could hit. I could hit, but I couldn't hit very far. And, and I could throw. I could throw and I could hit what I was aiming at up to about 60 feet. And that was it. So, yeah. yeah, I think we all want to play baseball at some point. In those days, yes. Now, uh, you told us about your career as an athlete uh, and how do you decided to become a coach. Now, how did you get that first job and where did you get that first job in coaching and or teaching? Well, I, I tell you what, uh, as an athlete, I was never the MVP in any team I ever played on, but uh, I was always the most inspirational player. Several times I, I received that award, and that, my coach, Cavalier, said, you know, Weston, that's the most important award that we give out. And I played uh, football from the age of five, and basketball uh, and baseball my whole life. Uh, I actually played with uh, Antoine Carr, Biddy basketball for three or four years. I played with some great teams, uh, played at Southeast High School. I played all three sports, football, basketball, baseball. I was very fortunate to be on some great teams, uh, some state championships, actually a national championship in baseball. Our team was just inducted in the Kansas Baseball Hall of Fame a couple weeks ago. Uh, I've been around great athletes, uh, great coaches, uh, and all I've ever known was sports. You know, uh, church came first. Mom and Dad made sure that we went to church every Sunday, but uh, right behind it was, was sports. And, and, you know, to get paid for 40 years doing this was pretty cool. Uh, I actually started out uh, as a uh, full-time sub at Southeast High School where I coached football, basketball, and baseball and got to work with some of my uh, heroes, John Dawkins, Dan Johnson, several of those guys, and Billy Means. Um, and I, I stayed there one year, and uh, Coach Dan Johnson got the West High job. He calls me up and says, would you like to work at West? And I said, nope, there's no way I want to work at West because West at that time was struggling in, in sports because Northwest opened up. And, and um, you know, it's just I, I thought at that time that winning was the only reason you did it. And I didn't want to be part of it. Well, I couldn't find a job, so I called Dan in August. said, Dan, would you reconsider hiring me? And he said, absolutely. Uh, one year became 26. And I absolutely fell in love with the neighborhood. I fell in love with the school. I fell in love with the alumni that were there at one time. Uh, there's just something. If you've never been to West, you don't understand. It was just something about that school that, that drew me there. And um, so I started there. I coached. I took over a football program that uh, was struggling. In our third year, we had a winning season, and things just blossomed from there. Um, and we, you know, we had really good players and good coaches and great administrators. And so I was a head coach there for a, a while, probably, I think it was 15 years. And uh, I got a little sideways with the principal, you know, it's a long time ago. I can talk about it now. Okay. And and um, I left. I went let me, to the rivals. Go let me, ahead. Let me interrupt you for just a second. I want to ask a quick well, I question. I can talk all day. I, I understand that. And uh, <laughs> I, I would imagine uh, in the practice with you is just you talking and me loafing in the corner. But uh, <laughs> how, have you ever been a classroom teacher, uh, Weston, or has it always been just coaching? Oh, yeah. I, I, I taught special education. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, okay. Yes. I taught special ed for several years. Um, I loved it. You know, what a what a great great way to give back. Um, 
I got top BD student behavior disordered. Um, I was in the class. I taught weights, but uh, probably my best time of teaching was when I did teach special education. Okay. Uh, now uh, we were talking about West, and you had you had a couple of good years there. Did you did you win the city title or anything like that with West the first time? We we won several of them. Okay. We, I think we won five of them during that time, and and you know lost out on a state championship by one point one year, and couldn't, it was really tough to get by Derby during that. Oh time. my goodness, yes. Why, yeah. Now, why did you move from west to northwest? So you got crossways with somebody at west, and then, now you went to northwest, right? Well, yeah, the principal and I just kind of didn't see eye to eye, and, you know, it, it, it was time to go, and I didn't want to go. It was the worst day of my life, you know, telling the kids I was leaving, and uh, kids were crying in the halls. I was crying, uh, but I did go to northwest, and it was a good 10 years. Okay, and you won some titles over there, did you? As a Grizzly, yeah, we won some city championships, and Derby was in the way again. You know, they <laughs> seemed like they were our nemesis. Yeah. We beat them some, but we just couldn't beat them at the right time, and and uh, uh, just didn't work out for us uh, to get the state championship game there. You know, I've wondered about this since I was in school. How does USD two five nine decide who gets a coaching job at a given school and whatnot? How, how do they decide that? Well, you put your application in, they interview you, and uh, um, they choose who they think the best candidate is. And most of the time it has to be a teacher, especially in football and basketball. But, uh, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of applicants at West when I got the job either time. You know, it's a job that a lot of people shy away from, uh, but I think it's the the best job for him. It's a, it's a school that uh, over the years has – and not had uh, well. How can I put it? How can I put it nicely? Not had a, a student body with a whole lot of money in their pockets. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah. Oh, if I could count up out out of all the physicals I paid for and shoes I paid for, I could have been retired ten years ago. Uh, you know, it's just a situation. You know what it is when you're going in, and those young people are are very very uh, appreciative of what you do, and and uh, but they're needy. There's no doubt about that. You're listening to Issues 2023 on the Odyssey radio stations, and our guest is Western Shards head football coach, Cape and Mount Carmel High School here in Wichita. Okay, uh, you coached at Northwest. You loved it there, I guess. But then you went, you went back to West. How, why did you do that? Steve, uh, I was constantly – you're going to find this weird. I always watched, you know, how they were playing and how things were going, and I would even drive by the school a lot just – you know, reminiscing and, and thinking about the kids at West and, and they'd fallen on some bad times football wise. And, uh, I always felt bad for that. You know, I, I wanted to see him win and my wife and I would drive by and she'd go, where are you going? I'd say, I'm driving by West. You know, it's just something that drew me to that school. And, and when the job opened up after, uh, 10 years at Northwest, I, I called Joel Hudson. I said, I'd like to apply for your football job. And Joel goes, is this a prank phone call? <laughs> he, he goes, no way. And I said, absolutely. And I think a lot of the people um, at uh, at West thought I was teasing, but I went to Karen Pickard and told her that my heart was still there. And she gave me the her blessing. And she was a principal at Northwest at the time. And I interviewed and there was only three people that applied. And I was fortunate enough to get it back, and we brought it back to, you know, some form of uh, stability and 
And, you know, some good things have happened since. Dave Clark's done a great job, the athletic director and, and some of those things. But it was just – it was time to go back and finish. Okay, so you spent some time as a pioneer again, but then uh, you got the job here that you have now, and that is the job at Capon where you've been several years. Um, how did that come about, that they lured you away from West High? Well, it, I was old enough to retire, and we have what they call the bridge, which is a little extra incentive to leave the district. And if you don't take that bridge, you lose it. And I thought, you know what? My wife is, and I have kind of, you know, you, you don't struggle as a teacher, but it'd be nice to have a little extra money. And uh, so I uh, saw that the job opened at Cape, and I always thought it was a school that I could teach at and, and uh, feel comfortable at and opened up. So uh, I took it and then retired from the uh, two five, USD 259 and, and I've been able to still coach, which is what I want to do. I want to do it as long as I can and, and still have fun at it. You've had some pretty good success over there in the last few years. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. ask you some specifics now. Uh, you've had – I'm going to cite some things for you. You have more than 200 career victories. How many do you have, actually? Mm-hmm. I think 219. 219. Go ahead. And the only reason I say that is because I have it on my refrigerator because every year when you have to turn stuff into the paper and magazines, they always ask for your record. So I think it's 219. Okay. And did you know where that ranks you as far as high school coaches in college and in Kansas? Uh, I do not. I know I'm number two in Wichita City League behind Ed Crewell. Um, but I, I don't know where it ranks. I'm, I'm sure it would be up there. No, Ed at West, Ed, Greenwood at West, oh, he, he did it at about, about a third of the years it has taken you, I think. Thanks a lot, Steve. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Every place I go, I get compared to Ed Crewell did this, Ed Crewell did that. I said, I'm not Ed Crewell. You're not. You're two different people, <laughs> no, I can tell you that, you're right? Two, <laughs> two different people. You know, I'm a little bit more uh, boisterous and animated, and he was – he was Ed Crewell. Mr. I mean, there's only one Ed Crewell. Mr. Crewell was a very quiet man. Uh, yep. Now, you were City League Coach of the Year six times. Very impressive. Uh, but 5A Coach of the Year, head coach of the Shrine Bowl four times, inducted into the Wichita Sports Hall of Fame. Have I left anything out? I mean, you, it's, it's time for you to correct the record if I missed <laughs> it up there. Well, I've taught Sunday school 25 years, so I'm probably most proud of that, to really? be real honest. I, well, I enjoy I enjoy that. Okay. So, uh, anything? So, what's next? You're going to coach for a few more years. What's going on? You think, Steve? I'm I, I'm going to keep coaching until I'm not um, doing a very good job. But I remember Billy Means, and if most people that know anything about high school sports would know Bill Means. I looked at him one day. I said, "How long have you been coaching?" He was actually coaching for me at the time. He said, 50 years." And I thought about that. Fifty. I said. That'd be pretty cool to go fifty. So I'm at forty. So who knows? You know, you know, I'm going to keep going. All right. Here's what what I'm interested in uh, as a person who has was an athlete as a youngster. What is your basic philosophy of coaching? Uh, uh, absolute dictator, uh, quiet father figure, every player's buddy. Uh, how do you approach it, uh, Weston? Well, the the main thing I tell our coaches when I hire them is. You got to put the kids first. You got to be, uh, you know, all about them first. You second. Um, we try to build discipline. We try to build, you know, uh, 
a culture in which the kids know that when they walk between those white lines, they're going to work. And I'm not the same person between those white lines as I'm going to be in my office. You know, we're pretty intense. We expect the, the best out of them. We want them to do well in the classroom. All the coach lingo. But we actually live it, you know, here and the other schools I've been to. We want them to be good men. We want them to, you know, uh, uh, look back on their careers like you guys did when you were at West at Coach Crewell and said, man, that was a good man. He taught us this, this, and this. I just received a letter the other day from one of my fellow uh, uh, kid I coached at West telling me, you know, the things that we helped him with. But if you can do those things, great. But I'm kind of a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, my One of my ADs said, you know what, you, you can do two things well. You can be a real t- uh, turd, and you can also be somebody that really loves the kids up. So, you know, we there's a place for everything. There's a place for discipline. There's a place for, place for hugging them. There's a place for shedding a tear with them. Uh, you got to be all those things, and that's what I am kind of uh, – one of those type of guys. Yeah, uh, I think a psychiatrist would label you a manic depressor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Probably ought to be institutionalized somewhere. <laughs> uh, listen, he, he's been, but seriously, uh, can you tell me, uh, and I'm just, uh, let's go back for West for a little bit, because that had to be challenging with the socioeconomic uh, kids you were getting in there uh, and the diversity and in, in, in the race and everything else. Uh, can you tell me uh, maybe a story of somebody who really had to struggle? Now, you don't have to use a name or a full name. Right. Just tell me about somebody who had to really struggle but came out came out pretty good on the other end. Can you tell me somebody like that? Yeah, I had a uh, – I, oh, man, I could talk for ages on guys that, that turned their life around. But I had a young man that uh, I used to have to pick up most every day for school because he didn't want to come. And his mom said, I can't get him to school. I said, well, I can get him there. So she gives me uh, the key to the house because she went to work early. And uh, then the kid would go back to bed. So I got the key. I'd go in the house in the morning, pull his butt out of bed and say, we're going to school. Well, this happened for a long time. Then finally, he got enough motivation to start getting out of bed itself. But this guy became a, a very influential law enforcement uh, guy that's a, a captain and in, in doing very, very well in life. Uh, that's happened several times. I had another kid the same way. I had to pick him up um, every day uh, for practice, for school, and he's now a superintendent, assistant superintendent of a school district out of the state. So yeah, that's why we do it, you know, you, to see kids change their lives and become better people. And Steve, not all of them is, are, have happy endings. Oh no! You know, there's some yeah. guys that I think would make it. And I spoke in the Hutch Penitentiary a year ago, and I ran into several of my ex-players. So we win some, we lose some, but you know we we strive to win them more than we lose. Do you think, Weston, you can look at a kid and see potential in him, uh, or is that just something that happens? Oh, uh, athletically, it's very very easy to to uh, pick that out, but. The uh, the takes more than athletically. You got to look into their heart, look into their you know um, mind, and and how they react to certain things. Some people will surprise you, but most of the time, you have a good idea of this guy wants to change, and he's really serious about it. And uh, we try to do go the extra mile for those type of kids. Today's young athletes different or about the same as they were in 1987 when you began your career, Weston. 
the all kids want to be coached hard. They want to be cared for. And they want to know that you uh, care what happens to them down later in life. They all want that. But the biggest thing that I see is everybody on the great players, everybody wants a piece of the action. They want to be their trainer. They want to be their advisor. They want to be the person that uh, helps them get into college. Uh, I, I see that being uh, a detriment to high school athletes is people, the good, the great ones. Everybody wants a piece of them. Uh, back in the 80s, it was, wasn't like that. Mm. Now, uh, you mentioned a couple, but who were your mentors along the way? Who were the, the, the people uh, who influenced you? Well, my middle school coaches, uh, Jesse Adams, who was in the school district forever, was my middle school basketball coach with Harold Wilhelm. He was also at Curtis uh, Middle School. Those two guys, you know, I looked at their lives and I said, man, this is what I want to do. And then I, I played for a great football coach named Dennis Cavalier at Southeast High School that was uh, a guy. But uh, probably my biggest one was my college baseball coach, Jack Brosman. And he he had a great balance between being very competitive, uh, having a faith in God, and also a, a very good man uh, to everybody. But Jack Brosman's the guy I looked up to the most. It sounds like you've had some disappointments with some of those kids just didn't turn out very well, but uh, and others did quite well. So there's got to be a feeling of success there. Uh, so what actually, uh, Weston, what actually motivates you to, to get out of bed in the, in the morning and, and go and do what you do? Well, my wife kicks me out first. That, motiv- that oh, does yeah. a lot of motivation. You know what? I, I, I got to tell you, I, I say this all the time, Steve. Do a job that you would do for free. And, you know, get into something that, that uh, you would do for free. And I would coach for free. I, you know, I would – obviously, you can't teach for free because you wouldn't be able to make a living. But uh, it's not work to me. I haven't worked – a day of my life as far as in education. Now, I've had to work in the summers to make ends meet, cement and painting and all that, but I've not worked a day of my life. It was it was all part of a process. It was all part of what I chose to do. Um, and I, not a lot of people can say that, you know, that they, they're going to work, but I'm going to be part of my passion in living out that dream. Um, I know it sounds really corny, but I've, I've lived out the dream that I had, and that was to coach and make a difference and, and be around sports and athletics and uh, build and make a living doing that. You've talked about uh, teachers and coaches and so forth, but, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure as in the job of a head football coach, you've run into some parents, some good and some not so good, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, there's been a few that uh, you're, you're going, are you just crazy or delusional <laughs> or what's the problem? <laughs> But normally we work it out. Um, uh, yeah, there, and then there's, I'd say 99, 95% of the parents that I work with are outstanding. And you'll get 2 or 3%, 4% that you're going, wow. But the thing is, I don't really care what the parents think. Huh. If the young man uh, uh, buys into what we're doing and we're making a difference with them, Forget the parents. I know that sounds bad, but yeah. I'm all about those kids. All right. Uh, well, listen, uh, thanks for spending some time with you. I'll just tell you what I've told a couple of coaches that I've met over the years, and that is I just, I'm just sorry that you didn't have the privilege of coaching me 
because uh, I knew sure you would have enjoyed it. Thank you, Weston. Yeah, absolutely. Our guest, Weston Schartz, head football coach, came at Mount Carmel High School in Wichita. That's all for this edition of Issues 2023. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.